Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the media on day one of impeachment on the Senate side has come out and said that you are, quote, not a patriot. In fact, you're some sort of domestic terrorist if you do not support impeaching Donald Trump. That's right. If you're listening to me right now and you are not supporting impeaching Donald Trump, you are no longer a patriot, they say. You're actually the equivalent of like a domestic terrorist. You are anti-American. You are un-American. You're what's wrong with this country. And they're crying on the floor of the Senate during the trial. Democrats are about how sad they were about what happened at the Capitol. I wish they cried over the cities they advocated the torching and burning of and even bailed the people out of jail who were torching and burning cities all summer long in the name of BLM. This is what you refer to as nothing more than fake outrage from the left. In fact, you had the Black Lives Matter protesters this past weekend in Washington, D.C. chanting, burn it down. No one in the Democratic Party has denounced those chants yet, including the vice president and the president, who both support Black Lives Matter and raise money to get people out of prison that were arrested during the Black Lives Matter riots in Minneapolis. But fast forward to now, and we got to impeach a guy who's no longer the president of the United States of America. That's what's actually happening. We have to impeach a guy who's no longer the president. MSNBC got all... Teared up. Mika, Joe Scarborough's woman, Mika, she got all upset as she was describing the insurrection at the Capitol. Never got upset about the businesses and small businesses that were being torched all summer long and the courthouses or the churches set on fire in front of the White House by Black Lives Matter. Nope, never got tearful then. Never said that those people were terrorists. Never said those people are un-American or anti-American. But when it comes to Donald Trump, 
quote, if you're not you are not a patriot, if you don't support impeaching Trump, take a listen word. But they came because of Trump and everybody knows it. Move on, they say. Everybody knows Give them a mulligan, why they say. these people were there desecrating the people's house, ruining things, hurting people, murdering people, maiming people and using the American flag as a weapon. They were doing it for Trump. And the frustrating thing here is that this has to be explained explicitly to Republicans and they turn away. They can't make this math themselves. Yeah, it's not stupidity. I'm sorry. It's something way worse. This is evil. If you can't see what happened here, look in the mirror because there's a big problem with your moral core and you're not a patriot if you can't see what happened here and stand on the right side of history. All right. So, you know, uh, I, it's amazing, isn't it? I, I mean, it's 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 truly amazing. True, truly amazing. <laughs> it's evil. You are evil. What you believe in is evil. If you cannot admit, and by the way, we were the ones that were denouncing what was happening while it was happening live. Something Democrats have never done. Democrats will go on TV and say, you need to understand why they're rioting, why they're looting, why they're burning down. It's justifiable in what they're doing. That's what they'll tell you during all this when it's Black Lives Matter torching cities. When they're saying burn it down this weekend, children are inside their homes looking outside seeing this. Right? When that's happening, what do they do? What do they do? What do they do then? They said it was justifiable. It was okay. It was fine. It was something that was needed. It was something that was appropriate. It's something that we that we should be understanding that sometimes people need to act out. Sometimes people need to burn things down. Right? Some sometimes sometimes we need to just burn some stuff down. Sometimes it's just how it works, folks. That's what we've got to do. But you do what they did at the Capitol, and all of you have been indicted. Every single one of you has been indicted. And we're going to cry, and we're going to ham it up, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna act like the world almost came to an end. Anderson Cooper compared the Capitol Hill riots to 800,000 murdered in, in Rwanda in a genocide there. Also, not a joke. Yeah. Last night, he was sitting there with a guy that hates Donald Trump as well, a rhino Republican from Illinois. And he actually compared the Capitol Hill riots to 800,000, almost a million people that were murdered in Rwanda during the genocide. You know, it was interesting to me because the, you know, we've all seen a lot of, of or some of that video or a lot of it, uh, certainly. Um, but there was something about putting it in a, what seemed to be a chronological uh, thing where there was juxtaposed what the president was saying, what the crowd was saying, what was happening inside uh, the House chamber at, at the time that that and, and just sort of the small moments of horror and brutality against law enforcement personnel. You know, I think back to the president saying he was the law and order, the former president saying he was the law and order president. And, and those people who are attacking the Capitol saying they're patriots. 
when you see them attacking individual police officers, calling them names, you know, uh, torturing them in some cases, uh, it, it really just, even though some of these videos have been seen before, I just found that very incredibly disturbing. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me because as a supporter of, of police officers, but also a, a person that recognizes we need reform in some areas, um, to see these folks with, you know, the uh, the thin blue line flags and this law enforcement stuff, using those to beat law enforcement officers. I mean, it's incredible. I, I've become friends with one of the one of the gentlemen, I, I won't name him, but that was involved in that. And and uh, was really hurt. He's a police officer. And to hear his stories, he said, you know, these people are walking around acting like they support law enforcement officer, and they're saying things that are chilling. It's uh, by, by the way, I, I love how we are still obsessed with a day that 99.999% of conservatives have denounced and condemned. And they're trying to indict 75 million Americans saying that what happened, the Capitol riots, is nothing different than the almost million people murdered in genocide in Rwanda. And now the liberals are defending the police, the same liberals that support Black Lives Matter, that chant, what do we want, dead cops when we want them now, that chant death to America, that chant pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, who have actually killed and murdered police officers this summer? Spare me the fake outrage. Not only are Democrats trying to rewrite history not only are democrats trying to act like that they that everybody that is a republican is some sort of threat to democracy right that they're you're some sort of domestic terrorist that you're filled with pure evil as msnbc described you this morning if you still support donald trump and you don't support the impeachment of guy that's no longer the president and you think this is a joke They even got spiritual now. I love how fast Democrats will even throw in Jesus and God when they need it to their advantage to make a political point. And that's exactly what they have done now. Just just take a listen to this Anderson Cooper interview where they're about to accuse all of us of being the equivalent of uh, those that committed genocide in, in Rwanda. And they invoke God to make their point, saying, oh, we're all of a sudden, you know, we're not trying to be overly spiritual, but we are spiritual. Not to get overly spiritual, for me, there was just a serious level of evil that descended over that. And you see what happens when when you take rhetoric and you let that anger go overboard. And I think the president bears serious responsibility for what we saw in the six. And it's not just his speech that day. It's the four years of building the groundwork uh, leading up to that. You know, part of it, I think, just based on, on what you were just saying, I, it comes to mind the idea of otherizing people is something I think we saw a lot of over the last four years. I mean, it's something we've seen a lot over the last decades, but it's so easy to otherize people, to make people other than, other than American, other than patriotic, other than, than human, you know, and we've seen it in Bosnia, we've seen it in Rwanda, where radio was telling people that, you know, Hutus were telling the radio listeners that Tutsi were cockroaches, for, you know, getting them ginned up for genocide. Um, and you see it in, in these videos where people who claim they are patriots are in the face of a police officer calling him, uh, you know, as we're seeing it right there. And, and you know, gouging out the eye of one, you know, squeezing one in, you know, suffocating one in a doorway. I'm sorry. I'm, I've got to just ask Anderson Cooper a question real quick. What the hell is wrong with you, dude? You've never criticized 
Black Lives Matter for spitting in the face of police officers, assaulting police officers, assaulting the Secret Service. We had police officers that were assaulted in Washington, D.C. this weekend at the hands of Black Lives Matter, and you've never condemned it, not once. You've had police officers that have been murdered by Black Lives Matter, and you've never condemned it once. Not one time have you condemned it. Hell, you raise money for them. You say that their anger is justified. You say that their anger should be listened to. You say that anger is something that they should all understand is, is appropriate. That you should understand it. That you should listen to what they're saying. That destroying cities and killing people and attacking innocent business owners in the streets, kicking them in the head, watching them have seizures on the ground, killing off-duty police officers as Black Lives Matter has done. Beating senior citizens to a bloody pulp. You've never condemned any of it. You want to know the difference between you and, 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 and guys like me and other conservatives and the 75 million Americans that watch what happened on the 6th as you describe it as genocide? We were condemning it in real time as it was happening. We were literally in real time saying, go home, stop it. Demanding law and order. We have said from day one that these people should be arrested, that they should be tried, that the fullest extent of the law should be used against them. You guys are raising money for the people that did it in the name of Black Lives Matter, including the sitting vice president of the United States of America. Because you've justified their anger and their violence and their assaults on police, but now you want to act like you're pro-police? I'm sorry, that ship has sailed, brother. I've got too many tapes of you backing Black Lives Matter while they're attacking police, while they're attacking FBI agents, while they're attacking the Secret Service. I got too many videos of that. If you actually think that I'm stupid enough to, to forget, sorry, I'm not. I'm not dumb enough to forget what you actually have supported, advocated, and normalized. You, know, you say for a decade, as, as Anderson Cooper says there at the end, that this has become normalized in speech. Who normalized political violence over the last year on TV every single damn day? You did. You guys normalized political violence. If you think someone's not listening, burn it down. Attack the police. Beat the police. Kill the police. Shoot people. Kick people in the head. Other than, than human, you know, and we've seen it in Bosnia. We've seen it in Rwanda where radio was telling people that, you know, Hutus were telling the radio listeners that Tutsi were cockroaches. For, you know, getting them ginned up for genocide. Um, and you see it in, in these videos where people who claim they are patriots are in the face of a police officer calling him, uh, you know, as we're seeing it right there and, and you know, gouging out the eye of one, you know, squeezing one in, you know, suffocating one in a doorway. What, what do you think happened, Anderson, all summer long on your airwaves at CNN? What, what, do you, what the hell do you think happened, bro? You guys covered this crap every day. You guys covered it, normalized it, supported it, advocated for it, and even talked about how people were raising money for it. And you never, you've not once asked Joe Biden, not once have you asked Kamala Harris to denounce the people they raised money for to get them out of jail so they could go out and do it again. It is a fact that more people died this summer more innocent people died at the hands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa that you still won't denounce than died at the Capitol. 
but you want to indict every single conservative for something that we've already condemned and denounced that was happening in real time while it was happening in real time at the Capitol. We didn't wait for you to tell us it was bad. We were denouncing it as bad. That's a side note that you might want to notice about us. We don't take our cues on what's right and wrong from the media. We take our cues from what we actually see and we use our own damn minds. I'm sorry for being so blunt today, but I'm sick of this crap. We don't have to wait for the cues from elected officials for us to denounce what was happening on the 6th. To say, that is not what I believe in. That's not what I am. That is not part of what I'm in favor of. And by the way, in this whole sham impeachment, this 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 crap, notice they didn't play Donald Trump any of his words where he actually advocated for violence. You want to know why? Because they didn't exist, and he didn't say it on the 6th. He said, go down there peacefully. Other people were not peaceful. Even the president was advocating for peaceful protests. Let your voices be heard peacefully as you go peacefully to the Capitol. He didn't say go down there and burn it down. He didn't say go down there and attack police. He didn't say go down there and kill anybody. He didn't say go down there and break break down the doors, which is what Black Lives Matter has been doing all summer long in cities all over America, including in Washington, D.C. this weekend, where they were sent chanting burn it down and assaulted police officers. And now you sit there and you're like, oh, we got to defend the police. We've always, we can't believe this is happening with the police. We're just shocked that this is happening with the police. Are you kidding me? It happened this weekend. The police were assaulted this weekend. You didn't do jack crap. You haven't defended them. You haven't supported them. You haven't advocated for them. You haven't gotten a camera in front of the president of the United States of America. Or the vice president said, hey, Antifa is advocating for burning down the entire city of D.C. Do you denounce it? Hey, you guys raise money for these advocates who are now still torching American citizens and attacking and assaulting police officers tonight. Do you denounce them? What do you have to say to Black Lives Matter for doing what they did in D.C. this weekend? They will never ask that question because it doesn't fit their narrative. We have a moral compass. You don't. We denounce violence when it happens. You guys don't, as long as it's your team doing the violence that you support and or approve of. You approve of the torching of our cities, and we've witnessed it on CNN all summer long. All winter. Hell, this last weekend. You're in favor of that because you believe that it justifies the means for the actions. You believe that it's appropriate to destroy cities and burn churches in front of the literal White House and attack Secret Service agents, and you aired it on live TV, and not once did you say this should be condemned. Not once did you say, where is Joe Biden tonight coming, tweeting out, demanding these people go home and stop attacking our men and women in uniform, the Secret Service. This is dangerous. Not once did you demand on TV while it was happening while they were setting fire to an old historic church across the street from the, from the White House, did you say on TV while you were airing this crap live, where is, where is Joe Biden telling these people to go home? Where are the Democrats telling them to go home? You didn't do it. You didn't do it. My good friend Buck Sexton is joining me now. If you have not checked out his podcast, uh, make sure you download the Buck Sexton podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We're going to have Buck on on a regular basis because I love chatting with him about some of the biggest news stories of the day. Uh, Plus, follow him on Twitter. He does one heck of a job irritating the left on Twitter, so make sure you follow him there as well. Buck, 
I want to start with you with something that uh, I think more people should be offended by that happened, and that is the fact that the Dallas Mavericks owner has come out saying, not only have we stopped playing the National Anthem before home games, uh, but we're not bringing it back ever. Now, the question is, why is he doing this? And I think it's very clear. He's trying to get the best players he can get his hands on. James Harden demanded to be traded from the Houston Rockets because the owner gave money and supported Donald Trump, said, I won't play for him. Uh, And so I think the Dallas Mavericks owner clearly said, hey, I, I got this, guys. I won't even play the national anthem. Now, if you think that you should just be mad at the Mavericks, you shouldn't because the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, talked to him about this decision and agreed to allow it to happen. I think you're going to see many other NBA teams probably follow suit right now. But the biggest point of hypocrisy for me is I used to work where the Mavericks play. We had our, 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 our literally our studios at the, quote, American Airlines Center. This scumbag will take money from and put it on the side of his building. So the building where you don't play the national anthem actually has the word American Airline Center on the side of it with that American flag. Your thoughts? I don't watch the NBA anymore, uh, and I'm somebody who grew up. I know whenever someone says that, they go, "Oh, sure, you know." This but uh, I actually grew up with a family that often had season tickets to see the New York Knicks, and and would go to a lot of home games here in New York City, where I'm from. Um, and and I, you know, love that era. And you and I are about the same age, so that era in the in the '90s with the, the Chicago Bulls and, and, and then the Knicks and the, the Detroit Pistons before that. I mean, there was, there was all this great story, and it was just about sports. You know, you could watch it, and it was just guys in that struggle on that court, and it was escapism, and it was, there was something really uh, electrifying about the NBA, I thought, in those days. And I think now it's honestly a lot of, a lot of uh, overpaid babies, and I think that the, the move made by Mark Cuban, who, by the way, is one of the – the luckiest people on planet Earth. I know this is a little bit of an aside, but Mark Cuban is not, in fact, some genius businessman. He had, you know, in the dot-com boom, a, a sort of online streaming company that he made a ton of money on, and then all that stuff just collapsed, but he had already made his money, right? So he, he, got, he became a billionaire almost like winning the lottery. I know he would hate that. And once you, once you got a few billion, Ben, and I haven't had this yet happen, I don't think you have either, but no. <laughs> uh, it's, a lot easier. it's a lot easier to you know, invest in some good companies to buy a sports franchise, for example. So, so Mark Cuban is not some, some mega genius. I know people like to think that. He's actually just a really, really lucky guy who was running a kind of crap business in the 90s and got really rich when the dot-com bubble went nuts. So everyone should know that. Because I know we see him now on, uh, what's that show, Shark Tank. And it was, oh, Mark Cuban, eh, yeah, I mean... You know, you place a lot of bets. It's basically like gambling. You know, you give somebody a hundred thousand dollars for their T-shirt company and see if they can make a go of it. Um, as for, I mean, with the American, uh, with the national anthem beforehand, you know, I think what what you're seeing here is, and in a sense, the depoliticization of sports is going to have to happen because otherwise they're going to end up with more people that like me that just refuse to watch it. So in a sense, I'm kind of like, look, if you guys want to just not. You know, I'd rather have them not play it than kneel while it's being played. I would say that. But I also don't watch it all because I think that it's, if they don't want to be patriotic in the first place, well, you know, go, go play basketball in, uh, in China. You know, go well, and, and this is, this is my part. You, you know, my part about this and my problem with this is this isn't like you can separate wherever you're listening from your team. This was an NBA decision approved 
supported by the NBA commissioner. So if you think, oh, well, I'm giving money to my team, and that's different than Cuban, but I won't give my money to Cuban. No, no, no. The NBA has decided that this is appropriate behavior. No, it's it's. But this is what I'm what I'm telling you is I've already I don't watch the NBA anymore, and I used to, but I, I I'm done with it. Like I, I wash my hands the whole thing. I have no interest anymore, and and I think one I think it's just turned into like a, a big three point shooting contest. That that's all we can talk about. You know, I actually went to see a Knicks game. They played the uh, what was it the Milwaukee Bucks. I went on a date maybe I don't know two years ago or something uh, here in New York, and I remember feeling like okay, well you got a lot of guys, you got a lot of six foot ten guys who can shoot threes now, which is not as exciting as what I used to watch back in the day. But beyond that, uh, when, when you're talking about NBA policy with regard to the anthem and and some of these decisions that are being made, I you know I, I sit there and I just say we we need to start inflicting monetary consequences on institutions that spit on our values or else it's just going to keep happening. And well, I think and, and look at this, even the Super Bowl this year. I mean, the, the, the ratings were actually really good. And I'm sitting there going, they're going to keep doing the things that they do and they're going to keep getting away with it until people actually stop spending their money, not just for a weekend, right? Not just for one game they're not going to watch, but, but make it hurt on the biggest game. You know, I did, I did my national show Sunday night for the first time for on a Super Bowl Sunday in, in probably 15 years because we decided screw it we're not going to we're not going to do a best of we're going to go all in right we're going to we're going to do our show and compete with the Super Bowl to make it very clear that we're not going to sit here and give you this you know this show cuz we almost uh, not almost we always say it's Super Bowl Sunday all right let's put a best of on we're going to watch the game this year it was like no 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 I'm not only am I not going to watch the game but I'm going to stand up and say no I'm not going to conform to what everybody else is doing but you you see these early boycotts and my worry is you're going to see the, the national anthem disappear, but these guys have no problem making money off of American Airlines on the side of their building. Uh, and this is the new world we live in. And it's part of it is the fault of conservatives. We don't boycott very well. Like we don't we don't actually look at Amazon and what Amazon did to Parler, for example. How many of your friends are still using Amazon right now? Ninety nine point nine nine percent of them are still using Amazon because it's just too convenient for me not to use it is basically what people say. So Amazon wins, right? I'd say the NBA, and, and I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Amazon is very convenient, right? So it's like you you get into this how how much uh, how much does something upset you versus how much are you willing to give up? Um, I, I think that the NBA is, is an example where people just say, "Do you really need this in your life?" I mean, is this something that you you know? I understand people get emotionally attached to teams and all this. Uh, and, and I've been there, although not not in a long time for the NBA. Um, you've got to be willing to say that you're going to walk away from these things. Uh, otherwise, they can continue doing exactly what they're doing. And and the the big problem that I have right now with with the sort of with the conservative viewpoint is is we haven't really learned the lesson of this last election. I know people probably think, oh, you know, the election was was rigged and all this sort of stuff. No, no. The, the real lesson that we all need to understand is that elections are a process and that elections are really just passing temporary control of institutions into, into one, you know, political reality or another one political ideology or another, but the institutional control all across the country talking about professional sports, social media giants, you know, basically the, the internet, as we know it, fortune 500 companies, 
uh, obviously the news media, you and I know what that's like, uh, Hollywood, you're good on all these things. The left has seized control of all of these institutions. And so even if you were to win an election, everyone has to understand, you know, what was Trump dealing with for four years? A news media lying about Russia collusion and uh, a, a, a institutions all across, the, including in the government, in places like the DOJ, that were set against him. Right. So it, it has to be more than just well, we're going to win the election and some great hero is going to come and, and wipe away all, all the bad stuff that's going on. And so I, I think that, yeah, the NBA is just one institution. And if it went away tomorrow, it wouldn't really matter that much. But the point is, find me a really powerful major American institution right now that is explicitly conservative. Yeah. And, and I, 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 pose, I pose that to people. It doesn't exist. And, and think about that. How is that? There's not a single sports league, Ben, right? We can see there's not a single sports league where you could say they are all about patriotism and all against wokeness. Not, not one. There's, I mean, maybe the professional lacrosse teams or something. I think they'll pay those guys like 50 grand, though. Like, that's it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you go down, name one major uh, Internet company that is explicitly conservative or, expli- or even explicitly free speech or First Amendment, right? No, but there's plenty, but you can name thousands of liberal companies, thousands and thousands of liberal companies that are are exclusively liberal. Buck, I appreciate you coming on. We'll do it again next week. Again, download the Buck Sexton podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow him on Twitter, uh, Buck Sexton on Twitter as well. Thank you, brother. We'll see you soon. I want to remind you real quick, don't forget our other podcast uh, about what is going on in this country with gun control. It has gone viral. The Democrats' plan has been overshadowed this week because of impeachment. The media is not covering it. We give you all the details of what is happening with gun control and this agenda of the left that they have now proposed. Uh, Go backwards and grab that podcast if you haven't already listened to it. All right. I will see you back here tomorrow. Have a great day. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.